Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? This is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate your support so much. Thanks for showing up and listening and supporting positive content in the audio space. Summer 2023 is officially here and we are welcoming this brand new season here in coastal Connecticut. Summer is actually my favorite season here in Connecticut. Unfortunately, we recently lost a good friend in a tragic accident in Connecticut, but I know that she would want us to carry on and continue to shed light on some positivity in the world. And that's what we're going to do today. So today we're going to honor our friend with this reminder to cherish life's joy, even when it's hard. In this space, we hope to always spread happiness and inspiration and positive stories and positive people. So that's what we're going to do today. We are bringing you episode 107, can't believe we're here, 107, where we're going to be embracing our age today. We talk about how getting older is a beautiful thing, how aging is living. We talk about friendships and community and finding more fun as we get older, and focusing on celebrating the gift of aging. Episode 107 is proudly brought to you by one of my go-to brands for health and wellness, Mary Roos Organics. That's the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. Our kids, Charlie and Blaine, take them every day as well. Mary Ruth herself is such an important wellness resource for all of us, especially as we age. Check out all her products and all her wellness tips and tricks at maryruthsorganics.com. That's maryruthsorganics.com. Use my promo code good news and you will save money at checkout. And that is always good news to save some money right now. All that information, by the way, is going to be in the show notes of this episode as well. So don't worry if you missed the link, the website, or the promo code. It's all in the show notes below this episode. Okay, so on to episode 107 now. More good news about the privilege of growing older. One of my favorite accounts to follow on social media is called Goodbye Crop Top. Don't you love that name? Goodbye Crop Top. Today, we talked to the founder of Goodbye Crop Top, Wendy Eiler. Wendy is a model, writer, podcaster, blogger, influencer. She also calls herself an age activist. I love that. She believes the best years are yet to come. You guys are going to love all her wisdom and all her advice and her refreshing perspective. Here is my recent conversation with Wendy Eiler from Montana. And the founder of Goodbye Crop Top, Wendy Eiler, is with me now from Montana. Hi, Wendy. Thanks for being here. Happy Thank summer. You. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. It doesn't feel like summer here. It's about 48 degrees, but I'm great. And I'm um, happy to be here. Thanks for having me today. So cool. I've never interviewed someone for the podcast out in Montana. So I think that's, this is like a first. I think it's so cool. What's your favorite thing about living in Montana? My favorite thing about living in Montana. Well, coming from 18 years in Seattle, we've been here about five and a half years. And my favorite thing is just the, the ease of it, you know, no traffic, uh, it doesn't rain 110 days in a row. So yeah, and it's been a great place for my kids. But yeah, great. secret, there's a secret. I'm really a beach person trapped in a mountain town. And I love it here. And I'm super grateful. I've been coming to this part of Montana for 25 plus years with my family. And um, so I, I really do love it. But I, I've learned that 
maybe I don't want to do too many more winners here. Right. Okay. Well, maybe we can like find you a beach. In the sand. You need like a beach house for the winter. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. I win the lottery, we'll get that. Yeah, we'll work on that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Wendy, how did you come up with the name Goodbye Crop Top? Well, it's actually kind of a funny story and quite literal. I um, was in the process of birthing, if you will, um, this thing back in 2017. And I was really not finding anything I was looking for out there, if you will, for as a 49-year-old woman who felt really good about aging. I've never had a fear of aging or dying or any of that. And I'm like, wait, everything is just, woe is me. And so I'm thinking of a name that's catchy. And I did want to keep kind of some humor to it. So I was doing the laundry one day and I pulled out a little sweater that got washed and dried. And I threw it to one of my daughters and I said, Hey, I've said goodbye to the crop top. You can have this. And I went, wow, that's kind of catchy. And um, ran it by some of my marketing guru friends. And a couple said, no, 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 that's that's not going to work. And then a couple said, yeah, you got to run with that. And so it is um, actually meant to be metaphorical. I mean, I don't care what you wear. Obvious, it's obvious when you come onto my platforms. I just, I think women and people should wear what they want to wear and what makes them feel good. So it is tongue in cheek, but um, you know, that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. All right. So you still, you still actually do sometimes wear a crop top. <laughs> I do show a okay. tiny bit of midriff. I'm, I'm sure you rock maybe, it, Wendy. <laughs> maybe a couple inches, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Not like the the younger girls that you're like, wait, where's the rest of your, where's the rest of your outfit? I'm not sure. Is no. that really all, is that all you're wearing? No, <laughs> you no. forgot the rest of your clothes. Rest assured I'll have a full, a full set of clothes on it. Yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah. So Wendy, you describe yourself as an age activist. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I guess an age activist or a pro-age activist. And it's kind of, you know, I've floundered a bit with like what to call myself because I, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say that's it. And I, you know, back to 2017, where I was like, oh my God, everyone's either trying to look 30 at my age, late 40s or whatever, or throwing in the towel. There was this huge hole there of, you know, and a lack of inspiration and motivation, which by the way, I consider to be elusive, you know, those kind of come and go, but there was nothing there to say, hey, this is the greatest time of our lives. We are wiser, we are better, we're stronger, theoretically. Like, where's that information, you know? Um, and, you know, I really have a problem with the words anti-aging and no one was talking about that. You will never see me holding a cream or a product that says those words on it, anti-aging. The alternative is to be dead and I don't want that. So, um, you know, I'm kind of on a mission to, sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. Sometimes I do that <laughs> to change that. So, so yeah, I, it was just so necessary to me to have a positive voice and a positive light um, for women. I had a lot of friends who were depressed and going through menopause, which we all know is not fun and all these things, but I don't believe that's the end of your life. I actually, quite frankly, believe it's the most important metamorphosis of all, you know, the greatest time. And um, so yeah, well, hopefully I answered your question. Yes, this is like- As I went down my here. own trail. <laughs> no, it's so good. So let's talk about menopause because I'm just I'm just starting my own menopause journey. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you. I've been, I've been following you for a long time because 
I look to people like you who are a little bit ahead of me since I just turned 50 this year and you're now 55. And I love to sort of learn from you and see how you're doing it, how you're aging so beautifully and so positively. So it sort of inspires me and I can sort of look ahead to the road, the road down the road a little bit. So why do you think everyone is so scared of menopause and why are we so nervous about it? Why is it this big, scary thing when you think of it as something more positive and beautiful? Well, I don't think like hot flashes and you know, lethargy are positive and beautiful. So, but I just think the whole experience, I'll back up and answer your question of why are we so scared of it? It's like, well, why was I so scared to have a period? No one talked to me about that either. And I think this starts really early. And now those efforts are being made to like, Hey, a period's not a bad thing. You have one. I didn't even know how to handle it. I didn't know how to put a tampon in. I barely knew what was happening to me from those pathetic, horrible videos that we watched in, you know, middle school. And, and so I think it, the feminine, you know, the, the, what happens to us or ultimately for us um, as women is really just not talked about from a super young age. So that's kind of my two cents on that. And then you get to menopause, which no one talked about, I mean, until, you know, as of late, and now you've got the Stacey Londons of the world and the Naomi Watts of the world and these people really coming forward and talking about menopause and not making it taboo because it's not. And it's a thing that we go through. And like I said, I think, honestly, like, awesome, get that over and move on, right? Like, um, and I, you know, personally, I don't, I don't talk too much about it or dwell on it. I mean, it's, I definitely have some guests coming on next season on my podcast to talk more about menopause. I don't consider myself an expert. I think it's a very personal journey. Um, I recommend uh, my, my good friend, Dr. Camila Phillips, who is a menopause expert, which is rare because in medical school, apparently you spend about four seconds on menopause and that's it and you move on. But she actually took the time to study it and learn about it. And, um, you know, she's very open to HRT or not HRT. It's a very personal journey, but you know, like she says, she's seen hormone replacement therapy literally save women's lives, relationships, um, and things like that. So I, I think my take is it's a very personal individual journey. I think some women have it far more extreme than others. Um, I think that the better you from what I've deduced and from what I've seen with my friends who also, I have friends in their sixties and seventies and they are my, <laughs> you know, my North stars and my go-tos. But um, I, I think that the better you take care of yourself, obviously, you know, maybe the easier it is. And, and that's not the case every time, but, but Hey, are you moving? Is your diet good? Are you hanging around with positive people? You know, I think all those things from what I've seen from personal experience and watching my friends have helped. Now that doesn't mean some women can do all those things and still have a bad experience with menopause. I know that's also the case, but I really think it's a personal experience and every woman needs to do what works for her to, to get to the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. I also am prioritizing sleep. I think that sleep has been so huge for me lately. So I'm it's, sure, that's I'm sure that's, I yeah. mean, you know, and it's hard, 
and menopause makes sleeping hard. I mean, I had these hot flashes. It felt like demons were crawling out of my midsection, you know, that would wake me up every night. And, um, you know, I have that one extra glass of wine now, and I'm up for three hours in the night. So all those things that you can do to, to, um, to help sleeping is just so crucial. And I am a different person, you know, when I'm getting seven to eight hours a night versus when I know we all are right. Yeah. We need it. So good. We need it. Um, okay. Well, so tell us a little bit, since we're talking about like wellness tips, what is your wellness routine right now? What are like the non-negotiables for you? Tell us like, what is your daily wellness routine? Like funny, I did it helpful. I did a podcast a couple seasons ago about my non-negotiables because I just think there are certain things that are not an option, right? Um, I am actually really pretty simple and I don't go down the whole product, product, wellness, wellness. I think it is overwhelming. I think it is, um, some of it is very manipulative. I think there are too many options and I think you can become paralyzed and not do anything because there's so much, if that makes sense. So saying that I, um, for starters, I don't look around me. I do what works for me and I find what works for me. So, um, I drink my water, um, every day. That's a non-negotiable. I drink a gallon of water. I move my body pretty much every day, unless my body says don't. And then I listen to that. Um, I hang around with people who inspire me. I hang around with people who are ahead of me and people who are behind me. And I try to learn as much as I can. And I try to laugh as much as I can. And I feel like I lost that laughter for a while. And I'm, I'm realizing the importance of that again. It, that is also paramount for me. Laughing, fun, positive people. Who are you hanging around with? Non-negotiable. Um, I have a very, I would say sort of open spiritual practice, but I think that's important. And I think that that can be music. I think that can be dancing. I think that can be hiking. I think that, but getting in touch um, with something that's bigger than you, um, a feeling, a, a, you know, I think that's important. So those are, those are pretty much my, my non-negotiables. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I think what happens a lot of times is, and I've seen a lot and I've talked a lot with women now over the past few years is uh, people get to a point where they're just desperate for something. So they're searching for that thing and they'll buy that $500 cream before, you know, to try to f- make themselves better or 10 articles of clothing or whatever it is. And I'm really pretty minimalistic too. So I think that there's no one big fix. It's, it's the little bitty things and everyone talks about this, but it is. And I've always said it, it's the little things you do every day and it's the discipline you have every day. It's, there is no big fix. There's no cream in a jar that's going to make your neck look like you had a facelift. There's no, it's just not out there. Um, I will say that um, I eat well, but if I want some French fries, I have it, you know, I don't deprive myself. I like that sometimes. Um, And yeah, I think just balance really really just balance and not depriving yourself. Cause that's when you go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like yeah. that, that you're, you're going to let us eat the fries if we need it. Or, or in the summer, I want to have some ice cream sometimes and I'm going to let yeah. myself do that with I the mean, kids, you know, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's so, so good. 
So what advice do you, since you do have friends that are younger, I do too. And I think that's so important. We do learn a lot from them, but what advice do you give younger women who are maybe nervous about getting older? They're nervous about aging. What advice do you give them? Yeah, well, I mean, I think really to start all these things early that I just talked about, start these small disciplines early, as early as you possibly can. Um, And to, I say this so much, pick the people you hang around with very wisely. Choose a great crowd. Um, You know, people you learn from, people you teach, people you laugh with. Uh, and just get rid of the dead weight early on, you know, and I'm asked a lot, like, what would I tell my younger self, you know, and I, and there's so many things, but one is to fail and be okay with that word, because we all fail, learn from that, pivot fast and move on and keep doing that. I'm still doing that. You know, don't dwell on things that don't go well, fail, learn, pivot move, right? That I think that, you know, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side of the fence and figure out how to get there. So that's also okay. You know, a lot of times it's not, but sometimes it is. And um, it's interesting. My friend Elise Lunin just wrote a book called On Our Best Behavior, and it's just so good. I cannot recommend this book enough. But, you know, um, she talks in there about, about envy, And I think a lot of younger women envy, you know, and go, this is so bad. And where envy is really a great tool and a great reflection of what you actually want, right? So if you see a woman and you go, oh, she did blah, 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 blah. Chances are, if you're speaking negatively about someone, that's something that you actually, you actually are aspiring to have. So really flipping the switch on envy and looking at that in a different way. I think that's a really good tool and something I would tell a 30 something or a 20 something, right? Yeah. That's such good advice. That's such good Yeah. I I think if you have bad negative things to say about someone that really says more about you. Okay. So Wendy, since we both have daughters, you know, I worry so much about social media and what she's seeing on there. And obviously you and I, you know, we didn't grow up like that. You know, we didn't have those nonstop. So I just, sometimes I, you know, I worry about it. And as a mom, and since you have daughters, you know, how do you sort of counteract that when you're talking to your daughters and, you know, they see stuff on social media, that's not really realistic, but there's so much pressure, you know, maybe it's societal pressure or, just from being on social media and what they see, you know, how do you sort of counteract that as a mom when you're talking to your daughters? I have, so I have 21, 18 and eight. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so I'm curious to see where this is going to be when my eight-year-old hits the, hits the Snapchat, but I, you know, I, it's so hard. I, it is the bane of my existence. And, and I think The best thing I've always done, which, you know, is just check in with them. You know, I mean, we did have pretty strict rules on on their phones when they were younger. I don't think it's something you should completely take away from a kid. I think it's something they're going to need to have and learn how to monitor and deal with themselves. And I've just been really lucky. I I have to say that um, I've always been really open with my girls. Um, 
with everything and it's never been a don't do this don't do this it's more like a when you do this please talk to me about it when you do this when you see this it's not real when you see these women these young girls with you know it's it's just not it's not real life so i i think just to have the conversations and i understand also that a lot of times teenage girls are not open to having the conversations but i have learned that if you in the right way drive things home stay open, have the conversations, check out what they're doing on social media, ask them what they're seeing. That helps. And, and I've also learned as my two older daughters, you know, have, are kind of coming to a different place, the frontal lobes a bit more, a bit more intact. (laughs) And, you know, and the things that I've talked to them about have not fallen on deaf ears, they hear you. And it's also, they also emulate you. So I have to really watch being on my phone too much, what I'm looking at. And I've taught them since they were babies and I'm, you know, driving at home with my youngest daughter now that, you know, comparison is indeed the thief of all your joy. It will take, it will consume you. You are no one else. You are yourself. Own that. And don't compare yourself to others. I mean, comparison and judgment will take your life from you, quite literally. So I, I, I guess just, again, I'm no psychologist or child psychologist or expert, but I would, say, I would just say the more open you can be with your children, and in our case, daughters, the best, and let them know they have a safe place in you. And, um, you know, I've always let my daughters know you can tell me anything. And Sometimes that's hard, but um, anyway. No, that's yeah. so good. What it's about you? About, what you know, do you communication, do you, communication. What about you? What do you do? What? How do you monitor it with your um, daughter? I think, well, first of all, you know, my daughter's 12 and she doesn't have a phone yet. So um, I've been, you know, I held off with my son until he was 13 and we're doing the same with her. So she will get a phone next year when she turns 13 but in the meantime, she has an iPad and, you know, I'm not, I'm not naive. I know there's stuff on there that she's looking at that, you know, I just, I have to monitor it. And again, like you, I'm a big communicator. It's probably why we both have podcasts and, you know, you have a background in advertising. I have a background in, in, in television news. So we're communicators. We understand the importance of communicating. So I feel like with my kids, with both my kids, I've been you know, pretty like you wanting, always wanting to talk and have conversations and make them feel loved and supported so they can tell me things. But it's, you know, it's tricky navigating the digital world as a parent these days is, is no, no small feat. You know, it's very different than when our parents were raising us. It was like, (laughs) all they had to do was monitor that, like, you know, the rotary phone and one phone in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. The one phone in the kitchen, you know, is so different, but I will say like, you know, I was flipping through magazines in middle school and it's probably all the time I was flipping through these magazines and I was comparing myself to the women I was seeing in the magazines. So it's similar that they're doing that on social media, but I guess the magazines, you know, we could put away. It's the social media is just sort of 24 seven. So, and then I think putting rules on, you know, screen time is so important. So especially in the summer, trying to um, get them outside, both my kids play sports. I think sports are really, really important for moms, you know, I'm a big proponent of 
you know, advocating for your kids to play sports or dance, whatever it might be, something they're passionate about, but that gets them off the devices, which mm-hmm. is also really helpful. So I don't know. It's a work it's in hard. progress. It's, it's a work in progress. And, yeah. And I don't want to, you know, be that person who just sits here and says, just communicate with your kids. Right. I also know some situations are harder than others. Totally. And, you know, I can only really speak what's worked for me. Right. And, and no, that's, that's, so that's all I'm doing, but I right. do recognize there are varying levels of everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's so good. Wendy, you're so good. I feel like you, um, you also could be a therapist. You're, oh so, good, Wendy. No. You're so calming. No, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. So Wendy, you've talked a lot about the importance of laughter, which I think is so huge. And my mother always, my mom always talks about that. She loves laughing and she's a big, she's a big proponent of that too. So but what do you like to do for fun, Wendy? Because I feel like at our age, you know, once you hit 50, you need to have fun, right? We got to find our fun. And honestly, like you, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not really drinking that much anymore, you know, just little bits here and there, but my one drink. Um, so it's like different. Finding your fun is a little different at yeah. 50 than it was when we were 20 or 30 or even 40. So what do you do for fun these days, Wendy? Because I think that's important. Well, I think I've been lacking and I'm actually looking forward to finding more fun. Like I said, I just kind of realized like I've been in this, you know, and like the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And we can blame that. But it's just I sort of went in this hole of and then I had a girls weekend a year and a half or so ago. I laughed so hard. I I, I mean, I, I laughed so hard. I hurt. And it made me really sad at the end and emotional because I thought where I used to do that all the time. You know, I have, I have a couple of the funniest friends on the planet. And um, so I think just, I mean, contradicting what I just said about staying off social media, but, but I mean, I, I have a friend, all we do is send memes back and forth every day. I get three or four, she gets three or four and we die. And it's the stupidest and like, you know, things like that. I do think it's back to the people who are you hanging around with? Find your funny friends, read funny things, read funny books. Um, you know, I love to like, you're talking to a girl who used to, and then for fun, you know, other ways of fun. I used to, I used to ride, I used to ride mountain bikes. Like I used to race down hills, technical stuff. And now I get on a bike and I'm like, Oh my God, there's a little tree stop. And, you know, to, to get back out and learn new things, relearn things, learn new things. I'm getting ready to go on a five week trip with my family. We're leaving in a couple of days and I'm going to try to surf again. I went to Costa Rica for my 50th and I got in the water and it was terrifying and it was exhilarating. And I, I, I think that's really important. Um, and trust me, I I need to practice a lot of what I preach, but I have done these things in the past. I just need to bring them to the forefront again, and I need to start doing them again. So I think learning new things, um, you know, uh, trying new things, being open to new friendships. I, I used to be really closed kind of to new friendships because I thought I've got all the friends I need and I don't have room. And you always have room for beautiful people. And I think the more we grow um, and the more, the healthier I become as an adult and as a woman and, and the more open I become, I, you, you attract what you put out. Right. So in the past couple of years, I've made some of my most cherished friendships and 
that's fun. That's really fun. You know, I look forward to going, you know what I love? I love live music. I miss it. I haven't been to a concert in so long. I am a music freak. I, I like know every word to every song. You can't really put one over me when it comes to that. I, I love music. And um, so I want to get out and see more live music. So I think like I put probably a good place to start is identify what you used to do. Like, where did I go? <laughs> yeah. you know? What happened to me? What yeah. happened to her? And, yeah. and I'm starting to do that. And, you know, my daughters are like, God, mom, come on. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, we're going to get on this big catamaran and go sail on the Greek islands next week. And I've never been sailing and I'm kind of terrified because my husband's the only one that knows what he's doing, but I'm like, I'm going to get all in. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to learn this instead of like letting fear drive me. Right. Right. And you're going to jump off that boat into that beautiful water. I am. And, and with my kids and enjoy that. And I think to really like, I've been looking into my daughters a lot. Right. And, and looking to them for fun. Mm -hmm. And we have so much fun. You know, like to switch that lens with your kids as they grow and go, wait, they're like adults and they're super fun. And we laugh at the same things now and we like the same things. So I don't know. It's the best. I'm not, I love I'm not tangent. Go figure. But no, that's so um, good, Wendy. That's so good. Yeah. So how did you like tell us a little bit about how did you all of a sudden like blow up? You know, all of a sudden you decided to become this influencer. I know it was by accident. But how did it sort of, what was the thing that kind of made it so big for you? Because all of a sudden you were kind of getting all this attention and you, there were articles well, about you yeah, and then obviously I mean, you started your own podcast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been a very slow growth over six years, to be honest. And, um, and part of that is because. I have not sold out to brands. I've literally said no to, I, I have said no to 90% of brand deals that have approached me um, because I did, I very, I wanted to very honest, honestly and authentically speak to women without a dog in the fight of consumerism. Um, and, and that's been really hard because, you know, you kind of go broke. I'm like, well, where's my, how am I going to monetize this? Right. But slow and steady does win the race. Um, I've invested a lot of time and a lot of, you know, a lot of resources in, into what I've done um, without getting a lot in return monetarily. And I'm so happy I did that. And so, but because of that, my growth has been slow. I'm not like, you know, I'm holding out. Would I love to be the face of like one brand I love and believe in and be the voice behind that, that is my goal because, um, so slow and steady. And then, yeah, when the Washington post called, I forwarded the email to my dad and I, I, who's a accomplished poet and writer. And I said, dad, I think this is fake. I think they want my credit card details. It's like, no, it's very real. And I mean, I was just sort of bawling. I'm like, okay, WAPO called today. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Right. And it just sort of, um, I, I, I feel like I've done things the way that the, the way that I wanted to do them and in a thoughtful manner in a bit of a cerebral manner. Um, and, and I want to keep doing that. Now I will say <laughs> that I'm open now 
to brand deals just now. Um, and I'm going to start kind of exploring those, but it has to be right. I mean, you know, you're never going to see me going one day with this cream and the next day with this cream. And I use one skincare product. I'm not going to, you know, and I, so I, I don't know anyway, sort of a roundabout answer there, but, um, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I do feel like, and this is hard for me to say, cause it's tough for me to give myself pats on the back and I need to be better at that. We all need to be better at that and okay with that. Um, especially women. Um, but I feel like I've done things the right way and yeah, I'm getting this sure. kind of slow, steady growth, you know, in social and that. And, um, and I've gained the trust of this mm-hmm. community of your community. They know, yeah. they know when I talk about something or say it or do it, like I genuinely with my whole heart and from my perspective, think it's right. Yeah. And maybe something worth trying. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Wendy. That's so um, important. So then tell us a little bit about your podcast, which is not good. Goodbye crop top. It's just called cropped. It's a shorter, yeah. shortened version of goodbye crop top, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. It Crop. is, although you can find it both ways on all the platforms. Good, but it's still listed as good by Crop Top and all the ratings and that. Um, but it is also you can find it by searching cropped. So I had the long format, which I actually really miss because I love this, you know. And um, I actually have another idea brewing for a separate podcast now, which is kind of in the works and exciting. Um, but so good by Crop Top, I started. Oh God, I guess it's been four years ago, three or four, four, anyway, a bit of time ago and um, did the long format interviews. And then I had some personal stuff happen. A good friend passed away suddenly and I had to take a break and shut everything down and help the family and do that. And I was like, I'm not going back. It's too exhausting. And then one day I just went, you know what? No one's doing like a little snippet, like a little Monday morning, five minutes, five to 10 minutes, set you on your way you know, obviously targeted to our genre. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. My husband said, you should call it cropped. And I went, oh my God, that's done. So I went and, you know, got called my attorney, got everything like, you know, secured. And literally two weeks later, we started, I sat with my editor, my writer, and we started writing cropped and, um, and it's done really well. I, I love it. It's my favorite thing I do being that podcast studio. I have the greatest producer and I just, I just really love doing it. And, um, and so I've just wrapped the, um, a season a couple months ago and the next one will be coming out either late August or after Labor Day. I'm not quite sure yet, but I'll be announcing that in August when it's coming back. We got some awesome stuff coming. It's going to be like, I've sort of, we wrote some scripts. We wrote some things last season that I was just a little timid about putting out there, but, um, we're going to do it kind of some good bombshells and oh, I love that I love it yeah it's gonna be really really good and um and I have a guest a month and it's five questions in five minutes and then we talk a little bit about what they're doing or whatever and then um, I, my guests coming up are like again like wait what you said yes like what so um yeah so I it's just hopefully I'll just keep keep getting better and, you know, offering just bits of wisdom every Monday, a quick one while you're brushing your teeth and washing your face and then you're done. So, um, yeah, 
That's so good. Okay. Well, so what else is on your radar for the rest of the rest of the year? I know you have a big trip coming up and then you'll have your, your pod will be back. Yeah. And then I'm the back summer. Your, your baby, yeah. your pod, but yeah, then what, yeah. what else is on your radar for the rest um, of the year? Well, Wendy? I've just embarked on a, another project, which I really can't talk too much about, but it's very exciting. And, um, you can probably figure out what that is when I tell you it'll be 18 to 24 months before that's, uh, oh, I think it might be a book. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe so, a book. Uh, I love that. Yeah, so that is actually, uh, as my dad just said, you've, it's the best therapy you'll ever have in your life. You, you're on the couch. You're basically writing. on the yeah, writing. chaise lounge for two years, you know, burying your soul. But um, so, yeah, so that I'm, I, I think that's the podcast for sure. I'm excited about, but that's my, that, that I'm like pinching myself about. So that's kind of, that's going to be coming away. And then a lot of speaking engagements, I'm being asked to speak at a lot of things and I'll be putting those up in my Instagram. Um, and I really love that. I just spoke at a conference in Montreal called C2. And, um, and, uh, you know, I'm going like, it was myself and one other woman who's a friend and then the moderator. And, and I'm going, Oh, my God, what if three people show up to our session? <laughs> you know, and it was standing room only in this room and tons of women who, you know, have kind of been a part of, of my community for a long time and came up afterwards and talked and, and that's, that's really what I love. That's really yeah. what I love. Wendy, why do you, why do you think all this age positivity content is resonating so much right now? Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I think because finally people are talking about it, right? So it's finally on the forefront and I do think things are changing. I mean, um, I was doing a lot of modeling in the past couple of years and I've let that go recently because it was consuming all of my time. And although it was a good source of revenue, I, I just, I had to give it up to focus on what I want to do. But um, just on that note, I mean, I was working like crazy. So it tells you that they're hiring the 40 plus 50 plus models, you know, to get our faces out there and get a more realistic image. Um, so I think it just starts with talking about it, you know, like, like my friend just said to me, you had an idea six years ago and you acted on it and like, look what's happened. Right. So, and that, and that's it act on your ideas. And, and if you're a middle-aged person or any person and you have something to say about something, just, I mean, you're a journalist, you know, you're a, you, and, and you just, just start saying it and talking about it. And um, so, and my fear held me back for a while and, and I'm not letting that shut me down anymore. I think that would also be my advice to younger women is that, you know, you have to have fear because fear, you, we have to have it as humans. And, but like Elizabeth Gilbert said in her book, Big Magic, put it in the backseat, tell it to shut up, know it's there and just go put your foot down and go. So, um, yeah, I think that's the answer. Just, it's just that it's, people aren't scared to talk about it anymore. And guess who has the deepest pockets? Guess who's buying everything? Not, not the, 20 something that you're putting in your ads, you know, I, it's me, it's you, you know, so who, who do you want to, you know, what message do you want to be sending out there? That's, that's really a, good, Wendy. Yeah, yeah, that's good, though. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, Wendy, how can everyone follow you? Tell us about your I love your Instagram. Tell us where to find all your content. Thank you. Well, you can go to my 
um, website, which is being updated and it's uh, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit uh, icky right now, not icky, but um, goodbyecroptop.com. Find me on Instagram at goodbyecroptop. You can find the podcast on all platforms, cropped um, or goodbyecroptop. And, and that's it for now. Hopefully more to come there. Yeah, that's so exciting. I know we're manifesting that book for you. I love that, Wendy. It's going to yeah. happen. I can't wait. I can't wait to follow the journey and see how thank it's coming along. So that's great. Well, thanks for sharing all the good news about getting older and being living this big, beautiful life and embracing aging. I think it's just so important for that message to get out to everyone, especially the younger women, not be afraid of it. It just keeps getting better in my opinion. So aging is living. I, that's a, I did not coin that it's a new ad campaign, but it's, that's the motto aging is living. So live and love and yeah. So good. Thanks, for right, well, thanks Wendy. Thanks so much. Have a great trip. Enjoy the rest Thank of the you. summer. Keep up all your great work. You inspire those of us who are coming up behind you. So thank you for all you do. Thanks for having me. It was great. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify. Also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXL.